Welcome everyone to another edition of Drunk Agile. Um, Nisha jumping out of her skin as always. So happy to be here. Um, the the pillow is just right there, Nisha. Just just yeah, so you know, it's, it's right, she right she there. literally literally just finished a treat, so ah. she's probably going to be like that for a bit. She's she's done. Um, so we have Nisha, star of the show, with us uh, with us. You know, unfortunately, you get one, you get that other one. So we have Pratik. I get one. Pratik Singh as well. My name is Danny Bacanti. Thank you for joining us, Pratik. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, uh, we'll keep going back to this because I have a bottle still sitting in the player at all. Um, that's a good, that's a good yeah, 59.8%. Campbelltown, Highland. Yeah. Um, the Cadenhead's Campbelltown, but the, the whiskey is Highland. Yeah. Um, bourbon, 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 bourbon cask. Oh, great. It's just beautiful. Um, I'm, uh, I'm switching things up tonight. Uh, forgive me, everyone. Um, it's, it still starts with a, uh, a W though. Um, I was just telling Pratik my, for whatever reason, my wife opened a bottle of wine yesterday and didn't finish it. That's, that's sacrilegious, right? So, um, I'm going with a Tignanello tonight. Um, one, one of my favorites. And those of you, if you, if you're familiar with red wine, you will know it's, it's one of the best out there. Um, from my perspective anyway. So, uh, cheers everyone. Yes. Um, following on, so we, we've done we've done two episodes in a row on a, on the flaw of averages. We've had actually several questions come in based on the on the first two episodes. The first episode, especially when we were talking about um, one of the problems with the flaw of averages, you know, uh, uh, distilling a forecast down to a single number that is an average. One of the problems with that is your chances of hitting exactly that number, exactly that average, pretty close to zero. You know, in many cases, it, it's actually zero, right? But um, in, in a lot of cases, it's in, even if the average is an option, the chances of hitting that average exactly are zero. So we had a lot of questions come in you know, about, well, you, you know, nobody ever really expects to hit exactly that average. They're thinking, you know, uh, hey, it's, um, it, it'll be, if we give a date, um, it's on that date or before, right? People are, 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 you know, think about this stuff in terms of a range. So we, 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 want, to, we want to address that because that's, that's, that's not, certainly not been my experience um, when, when, when dealing with customers. Um, and we do have some examples of this. If you are in a situation where your customers kind of think that way, that, that, that's maybe a good thing. I don't know, Pratik, can you start us off with, why it's dangerous to assume when you give a single date that is an average outcome that to assume that your customers are thinking on or before that date, therefore you have a 50% chance. Why, why is that thinking dangerous? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll hit this point later as well. And you've got better examples than I do on this, but um, I, I would also, everyone who's thinking in that manner, I would also flip that thinking a little bit to say, you're at the time, same time as you're telling them 50%, on or before, you're also telling them 50% on or later. So uh, it's, it's if, if they're thinking, if, if you think they're thinking that way, a 50% on before, they might very well be thinking 50% on or later as well. Which, yeah, that's, again, I know you have a couple of examples that, that go deeper into this. Yeah, should we dive right into that? I mean, I've yeah, let's go. Okay, no. Whatever. Um, the 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 first exhibit A for what what I want to talk about is um, about ten years ago. 
um, Bennett Vallett and I, and I think we've talked about Bennett before. I think mm -hmm. we have. Mm -hmm. He was um, he was a, a, a product director at uh, at the time uh, Siemens Health Services, uh, you know, and I came in to help them out a, a, a little bit. And uh, they did a lot of this stuff. They did Monte Carlo forecasting and, and things like that. And they, they, they came up with a date and um, they, they communicated they, for their budgeting cycle, for their planning cycle, whatever they, they communicated, what, what that date should be uh, based on, on our assessment of risk. It turns out as we ran that, that project, as we ran that particular release, I guess I should say, uh, we, we came in quite a bit early. We, we actually came in more than 10% early of the, the the date or the number. I can't, I can't remember exactly. This is documented. We can point everybody to the, the case study. Um, more than 10% early from of the forecast that, that we provided. Um, and Bennett actually got called into some executive management board or something like that. He, he actually got in trouble for this um, because the company said, why, why did you tell us this date and you actually finished 10% early. And in their minds, finishing early wasn't a good thing. In their minds, you know, having that delta of more than 10% was a very, very, very bad thing because they assumed um, so, so, some stuff. They assumed Bennett was uh, padding his estimates. He assumed the team was sand, they assumed the team was sandbagging. Uh, they assumed all these bad things because in their mind, if, if they had known the real number, if they knew that this project was going to, or this release was going to come in whenever it did, they could have taken the money that they allocated to that project and put it on something else, you know, st started something else new, right? Increase their work in progress, you know, whatever. So when Bennett was communicating these forecasts uh, to his, to his higher ups, they weren't sitting there thinking, oh, well, you know, there's 50% chance it's going to be on, or they're thinking, hey, you better be within 10% of this date or bad things are going to happen. So they, they were thinking exactly, you, you gave this forecast, this is exactly what it's going to be. So that's, that's one example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and just, just to add that, you, this is, this is the reason you want to express, this is one of the reasons why you want to express your forecast as a range. And, and people who are asking the question about this are absolutely right about, yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to give a single point forecast. If the range is implicit, let's make it explicit. Let's actually make it explicit that it is between now and that date with a 50% probability is what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's, so that's Siemens Health Services. And that, that case, if you just Google Kanban at Siemens Health Services, you, you will, you'll find this, this write-up. Uh, like I said, it, it maybe is a little bit dated now because it is over ten years old, but I think it's still kind of an interesting story. Um, that Siemens Health Services. What? What else? I mean, there was there was something interesting that came up in in training today that we yeah we we, we, we were actually running a training this morning and and uh, uh, one of the participants said that if you are a contractor and and we were talking about pretty much the stuff if you're a contractor uh, giving. Uh, Giving giving a number, giving a single point number, and then coming in before that could actually be dangerous for you because the company you're contracting with might go, this contractor always pads their estimates, and and it might actually lead to uh, loss of credibility, lead lead to eventually loss of loss of that contract, um, and that's another example where uh, setting up that that 
estimate or that that forecast as a range will, is going to help you uh, to say this is I believe I'll be able to get done by this date with this much confidence rather than I'll be able to get done on this date. Right. And even if the, another example we were talking about right right before um, right before this, we, we started recording. Um, even if you're lucky enough to be in a situation where customers are thinking in terms of ranges, when you give them that single date, that single deterministic date, I'm, I was talking to Pratik about some work that we're having done on our house, um, and the, the contractor estimate came in at uh, as March. They're like, hey, this 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 will be done at the end of March. Um, my guess is most customers, when that contractor communicates that date, uh, most customers don't think oh, well, there's a 50% chance of it being done before then. Um, most customers are thinking there's a 100% chance that it's going to be done by the end of March, right? Because that's the date that the, the contractor gave. And there's a 0% chance uh, that it's it's going to be um, going to be beyond that. So even if, even if your customers start thinking in, in terms of ranges, um, most likely they're still thinking about those ranges deterministically, unless you tell them, there is a 50% chance of hitting this range or 50% chance of missing this range, unless you actually tell them that, they're probably going to assume um, 100%. Yep. Uh, there, there, was a, there was something else that you were, you were gonna bring up, right? There was something else you were gonna- Bring something else up? Yeah. There must be, there must be. I've had a little bit of whiskey, so I might not remember. But yeah, were... yeah we're, we're, as we were talking through this earlier, we were talking about um, how, a single point forecast, or even that 50% range, even saying that this I'm going to be done by this date, you're giving very, very little um, idea of risk. You don't understand your risk profile. So you're only going a, giving a single point forecast. Well, okay, you gave me this, and, and let's say you're able to communicate to your customer and have them understand that this is a 50% chance of getting it by this date. Well, what if the date is out by one week? How does that change my risk? What is what if it's in by one week? How does that make change my risk? Where I'm I'm willing to take up to a fifteen percent risk. What is your eighty five percent date? I'm willing to take a thirty percent risk. What is your seventy percent risk? That risk profile is 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 not exposed to the customer at all when you give a single point forecast, even if it's a single point and range. Um, the 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 reason at least why we believe that risk profile is important one is so that people can make educated decisions and second is people can make the the more important decision of what not to work on the more important decision of what to prioritize and say okay if if, if going going out a week decreases my risk by 30% we can probably work on this, but going in increases it by 30%. Well, let's not do this to other stuff so that we can get the most important things done. Um, that's the other information you're not getting when you're giving a single point forecast. So um, we I, I don't know that we want to necessarily harp, harp on this this too much. This is, like I said, this is kind of our third in the series of, of flaw of averages. The, you know, the just to kind of recap, Flaw of averages rears its ugly head everywhere um, when, when you kind of kind of least expect it. The antidote to the flaw of averages is everything that Pratik was just talking about. Instead of giving a single point, um, a single point forecast, especially a single point forecast that is an average, you know, as much as possible, give a range. What is our range of possible outcomes and what, what is our, our probability uh, of 
in terms of our forecast, what is our probability of, of being able to hit that range? That we we say this all the time until we're we're blue in the face, but you know, you you have to be able to give your customers that information, as Pratik just said, so that they can assess risk, right? They have a much better understanding of the risk they're willing to um, to take on than than you do. Um, but you need to you need to be able to communicate to them. If if they push for a date, I think we I don't know if we talked about this, but it's something that that Dr. Sam Savage uh, mentions all the time. It's like if they're pushing for a date, you know, that the answer that that Dr. Sam Savage gives is, well, you tell me what date you want, and then I will tell you your chances of hitting that date. Right? And he kind of, again, he kind of flips on them. So um, not to say that your customers will always be enlightened, not to say that your customers will always like the answer that you're giving them, but at least it's much better um, having them tell you what risk you want rather than automatically assuming all that risk when you give them that single point uh, forecast. I said a lot to wrap us up. I don't know if you have a, a final word for us. <laughs> I was going to hand it over to you, but I kept talking, so sorry. Yeah, that's all good. I'll, 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 I'll just, I'll just, just, um, I'll just add that it does not matter what system you work in right now. It doesn't matter if you're doing Kanban, Scrum, Safe, Waterfall. It doesn't matter what you're doing. The the things that we have talked about the. Uh, metrics that you've heard Dan and I talk about um, and the techniques you've heard Dan and I talk about, they they are applicable and exist all the time. So you, regardless of your system, should be able to apply these things and give people that risk profile of, of, of when will it be done so that they can answer, they can, they can choose how much risk they want to take. Um, you don't have to be doing you know we're, we're, we're big Kanban folks, you don't have to be doing Kanban in order to do all this stuff. So there you have it. Um, next week, or when, whenever we, we get together again, we'll, I'm assuming we'll be moving on off of the flaw of averages. Um, but that does not mean don't, you know, please, we, we love the questions. We love the comments. Please keep sending them in. My guess is we'll maybe move on to some other topics after this. You know, we, we, we've done the flaw of averages arc, so we'll, we'll go on to, to something else. And hopefully uh, I'll be back to whiskey um, you know, at that time as well. So... Uh, for Nisha, who was making a little bit of noises earlier, um, but she's back to her, her spot. So for Nisha, for Pratik, my name is Daniel Vacanti, as I mentioned. Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you in the next episode. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.